He's a professor at the university there. Hey, which one, Eula? I guess I don't know the Arkansas. Oh, oh, you know. Arkansas. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So, what you want to talk about? Um. Well, the topic is truth, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's what it was about. So, how long you been on anchor? I just about a week. Oh, a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been on since uh, last year, November. That's cool. Yeah. So I take it you like it then? Yeah, yeah, I, I really like it. I've been able to uh, converse with people. I was talking to a guy the other night in uh, Africa. Yeah, I talked to a guy in Africa like yesterday, I think. Did you? In South yeah. Africa. Yeah, he was in uh, West Africa. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So what's cool. so what's the subject? Truth is the subject. So what we want to talk about about truth. Well, what does that mean to you? Okay, uh, today's world that we're living in uh, and the way things are going, it seems to me that truth uh, is it don't play the part that it used to. Uh, truth used to be a uh, foundation that you would build something on, but nowadays seem like you know truth is uh, a thing of another day. Okay, well, I agree with the first part of your statement and mm-hmm. disagree with the second part. Second the part. truth, the truth is something that you build a foundation on, but it's alive and well. It's just that it's more of a um, um, it's more of a personal challenge than it is a world challenge right. nowadays. Right, right. That that's what I was basing on the way the overall world is today. You know, see, I'm I'm from the old school. You know, I'm 65 years old, so I I've been around for a while, and I've seen how uh, things have changed dramatically. Uh, for its truth go, you know. See, well, I'm I'm 45. I'm 45, and I met Jesus, so I know He is the truth, and I know He's still around. But I understand what you're saying. According to the world, mm-hmm. there is a lot less honesty right. than there used to be. But honesty right. and truth, even though they're in the same vein, they're not the same thing. No, true, true. You 45, you say? I am, yeah. And you say you met Jesus? I did. When did you meet him? About 20 years time. I've actually had several encounters with him, but the first time I met him was about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I had my uh, second encounter. Uh, first encounter was when he spoke to me at the age of eight. And uh, then I played in an R&B band for 30, almost 30 years. And uh, my second uh Gave my life to him in 86 and uh, been on that path ever since. I started preaching in 89 and uh, I've been pastoring a church now for 17 years. So how is it that you're a pastor of the church and you don't know the difference between honesty and truth? Oh, I know the difference between it. I was basing it on the way the world is today. When I was coming up, it used to be a more value, what I'm saying. 
people don't have, and not all people, but uh, people don't have more values. They don't. They don't cherish that now. You know, the society that we're living in. Well, I mean, if you read First Thessalonians, you know why that is. Oh, I know. You know, God talked about the end times, and I mean, gosh, the end times started in 1948 when Israel became a nation again. So, you know, I understand the Bible has to fulfill itself. I understand that, and and uh, I'm just speaking in general. You know, it don't one way or the other. I'm gonna stand for truth if I have to stand on truth by myself. You know, I'm convicted of that, but I'm just saying, in an overall. society that we're living in you know the bible yeah it it has to it fulfill itself if it, if it don't fulfill itself then it's not true true that yeah so i, I understand about the you know the word have to be fulfilled if, if the bible said it then it's going to come to pass you, the bible tells us that uh every knee going to bow and every tongue shall confess amen yeah, so uh, I st- I stand on the word. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's really what this channel is all about because I'm the one that threw that topic out there, mm-hmm. and I've just mm-hmm. been kind of fishing for men mm-hmm. because I'm really interested to see who's going to respond to a topic called truth. Right. And you know, I've I've found some people that um, just needed some guidance. They were kind of mm-hmm. we'll say backslidden because you can't backslide in grace you either fall from grace or you're on grace ground but mm-hmm. you know some people that really just kind of needed to focus again and then some people that taught me some things which mm-hmm. I was really grateful for too mm-hmm. and that's really what I'm doing is just I mean it's really I'm talking about Jesus Christ but mm-hmm. when I first met Jesus I wasn't seeking Jesus mm-hmm. see I was seeking the truth right. I just didn't know at the time that Jesus is the truth <laughs> right you see, so yeah, so yeah. um, so that's why I worded it that way in the topic because mm-hmm. I'm not interested. There's a lot of people who claim to know Jesus, but they don't, right? You know, right. and of course the Bible says that too. That they'll say that they know him and they'll even call him Lord, but he'll be mm-hmm. like, "I don't know you. Depart from me, right. you who work iniquity." So you know, right. I, I'm really just kind of fishing for men in the sense that they understand truth, not necessarily religious connotation. Right, right. I was talking to a young man the other night. And uh, he was saying, well, I don't go to church every Sunday. I said, well, uh, it don't make no difference because you can go to the building. You are the, you are the church. Amen. Absolutely. You I know, agree with that. Yeah, the building can't save you. If you're not saved when you go in there, you just in in a building, lost, still lost, you know. Right. Because church, church is in your heart, you know. That's why uh, I think you have... Moses, the commandment. Moses broke. Remember, he broke the tablets and he said, "Well, you, you really hadn't done anything because I'm gonna take it off the stone and uh, put it in their heart." And so, you know, Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six. Mm-hmm. I see you've been doing your homework. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to study to show yourself approved, right? Second Timothy two fifteen. That's right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's wonderful. I love anybody that loves the word. I mean, yeah, we yeah. are siblings, you know. Yeah, you got you you got a good uh, uh, idea. You got a good topic out there. To yeah, see. well, yeah, you know, you like, know what I mean. Like, oh, go, go ahead. ahead, please. No, you go ahead. No, I was just saying it's it's the easiest way for me to 
attract the people that I want to attract because people that don't care about truth mm-hmm. aren't going to care about what I have to say. There you go. There you go. And the Lord will draw those to you that you need to talk to. Yes, and he has been. It's it's really been incredible on here. Like I said, I've only been on here about a week, but mm-hmm. it's really incredible the connections that I've made because they're unlike the day-to-day connections I make with the people that live around me. Right. They're very unlike them. So it's it's a really effective tool I've been finding so far. Right, right. Yeah, he said, uh, while I'm in the world, I'm the light, but now ye are the light. So, you know, you do, you're doing the right thing. Uh, putting the word out there and uh, making making disciples, you know, is, is what it's all about. Amen. Yeah. Wow. What What did you say your name was? Chester. Chester. Mm-hmm. And you're in Arkansas. Yeah, I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Well, I sure I'm glad to talk to you because you seem really level headed, and I did get a little bit defensive there oh, that's for a not, second. Oh, no, that's not right. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I mean, it's it's not necessarily that it's all right, but it is something that um, sometimes I don't try to hold back on simply because mm-hmm. the the way that people react to that really says a lot to me too. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's really nice because some people will be like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but then, you know, something happens and all of a sudden, you know, they're really twisted up and all they want to do is just kind of lash out and attack you. And, you know, clearly that's not mm-hmm. a fruit of the spirit, but mm-hmm. it's, um, it's nice to hear somebody that does have the fruit of the spirit. It's, it's refreshing and um, soul food, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, That's like, like I said, iron sharp as iron. <laughs> right. Uh, amen. <laughs> proverbs. I'm not sure which proverb, but yeah. it's in Proverbs. You know, I tell people all the time, just because I'm a preacher and I'm a pastor, I'm still nothing but a servant. Amen. You know, I don't, I don't get caught up in... The title because when it's all said and done, I don't want to hear pastor of Chester. I want to hear servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. There you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he said, he said, uh, the servant is not greater than the master. You know, in order to be a, uh, to be, he said, let the greatest among you let him become a servant. You know. So. Amen. My, my uh, testimony, real quick, is I, like I told you, I played in the band almost 30 years. You know, I, I did drugs. I did the whole nine that went along with that lifestyle. And the Lord delivered me uh, in 86. And I tell people all the time, I hear people saying, well, I'm, a, I'm a recovering addict. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I said, well, it's a different than recovering and being delivered. I just got through having that conversation because I had the exact same experience. That is, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. And I had the same thing happen because I've got a sister that I just had to help, you know, go through rehab and I brought her to the church and had, you know, the people that were there in prayer mm-hmm. lay hands on her and pray over her in tongues. And mm-hmm. I've been telling her about it for years, but she never understood it. Mm-hmm. And this time she's like, I felt something. And I'm like, yeah, because they're praying in tongues over you. That's why, because that's the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, she still goes to AA and she's still struggling. And mm-hmm. if you don't mind keeping her in your prayers, I would love it. Her name what is a- Kelly. Kelly? Okay. Yes. Um, but anyway, so um, 
you know, I've been trying to go to some of the meetings with her just to kind of encourage her, but I have to remain silent because they'll try to get you to talk. And I'm like, you know, how do you tell a room full of people that suffer and struggle and, you know, want so bad to be anywhere except here and they're trying all they can do to stay sober? Mm -hmm. And I just say, well, you know, I just got freed from it. In fact, I can sit down and have a glass of wine if I want to, but I usually have one maybe, you know, a few times a year because the desire is gone. There you go. There you go. When the, when the Lord take it from you, it's done. Amen. I walk, and it's I walk, wonderful. I walked straight out of the club that Saturday night and went home. And before I, when I got to the house, before I could close the door, I fell down in the floor and cried out to God. And he delivered me. It's been 1986. I had no flashback. I had no relapse. You know, he took it. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, because he took it. I had an issue with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, you know, it's just been in the past few months mm-hmm. that he's really led me out. He did not deliver me from abusing food like you would a drug, mm-hmm. like he did mm-hmm. the alcohol and the, you know, he just took the alcohol and drugs away. Yeah. But the food, he has shown me how to walk in discipline. Mm-hmm. And that's not something, you know, that it. it it, like it, it took the longest time and it's not something that I was delivered from, but right. I can understand why, because, you know, you still have to stick food in your mouth, I guess. I don't know. Right, right, right. It's, 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 it's the temptations there every day. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You got to eat, you know, so, but, but he took, he took the most important one away. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's, he really has freed me now from, uh, you know, I don't have the urge to overeat anymore, but um, mm-hmm. what he did is he led me into this um, fasting mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I, I just fast a couple of times a week. And um, I didn't understand before, you know, in fact, I even tried to fast and I was successful in it a few times, but, you know, it was so hard and I really had to fight tooth and nail and it was really painful for me. And so I would do it every once in a while. But right. recently he showed me that there's a benefit from consistently doing it. Right. And it, it brought me back to that parable where the uh, two um, men were uh, praying and one was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not like yeah, this. Yeah, fast twice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, but I never thought about it that way because, of course, you know, you kind of villainize the guy that's being all haughty mm-hmm. and you kind of glorify the guy that's being humble. Mm-hmm. But he says, well, nonetheless, he's like, you know, there's still a reason for that being in there. And then, of course, Jesus said, hey, you know, this guy was freed because mm-hmm. um, of prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. And, right. um, you know, the two Gospels that talked about the demon-possessed child. Right, right, right. Hey, hey we- Chester, we're we're about to get cut off. They'll cut it off at 15 minutes. But will you come back on here and I'll reapply? What, how do I, what just hit, hit just hit Well, truth. it'll cut us off in two seconds. Just.